All right, everyone, welcome to Strictly Baseball. I'm Jacob Brown, joined by Rory Tedimer. And uh, this is the second pod I'm recording in the middle of a hurricane here in Tampa, Florida, Wesley Chapel. Uh, it, it, I, I need something to do. Rory's, he came in clutch. I mean, we got to do a Strictly Baseball today. And both of our teams are in a playoff race. Yankees clinched the AL East last night with a win over the Toronto Blue Jays. The Phillies had a one-run loss last night, 2-1 to one to the Cubs. Uh, but they still, but it's not like it was too bad. The Brewers also lost, which, you know, obviously you would like to gain ground, but at least there was no negative loss last night for the Phillies. So that's how our two teams are doing. And other than that, there's really, I mean, the playoffs are pretty much the same. Every week we keep coming on here, the playoffs are the same, except now we know the Guardians have won the American League Central. That's over. And the White Sox are done. The Twins are done. They're out of playoff contention. Essentially, they're not mathematically eliminated yet, but they they are. So basically, the American League playoff teams are set. The National League playoff teams are set, except for Phillies, Padres, or that that final playoff spot. Could it be the Brewers? So, Rory, what's the update, man? I mean, the Phillies are treading water. They're still there. But, you know, you wanted that final seed. And in order to get it, it's going to be stressful. You're right. I did. I did ask for the final seed and uh, I'm just upset that I have to sweat this much about it. You know, I was kind of hoping, I think honestly the second seed might be out of play now. I mean, plus two and a half for San Diego above us. I think that's kind of almost out of play. Probably is. Uh, unless uh, San Diego has a tough schedule. I don't think they, they got the Dodgers and the White Sox and the Giants. I mean, that's not the easiest schedule, but it's it's brutal and uh you know there's been back-to-back games where i blame it completely on rob thompson uh choking absolutely choking i know you have a difference of opinion maybe on one but uh that braves game extra innings uh you have one out that guy gets over to third and uh, the runner on second gets over to third ronald acuna comes up to the plate he's the eight hole hitter in this game because his back was sore and comes up to the plate. Ronald Acuna is an immediate walk in almost in that entire situation. The biggest, the biggest, I'm throwing up four right away. And he's on first base. And I, uh, you get yourself into a double play, hopefully. Uh, if not, either way, you're getting away from one of the best hitters in the game. And you go to the nine hole, the Braves, Orlando Arcia, uh, who I think I could face, honestly. Either way, you have, you, you pitch to him. And not only are you pitching to him, you're pitching to him with horrible pitcher on the mound. For some reason, uh, Bellotti, Andrew Bellotti, who's on the mound right now. I, he's absolutely no reason why he was out there. Zach Eflin pitched the inning before. Former starter, he has the length to do it. Uh, he only threw 12 pitches in one inning and went one, two, three. Uh, throw him out there again. And I'm not throwing Andrew Bellotti out there. Either way, they pitch to him. Ronald Acuna, single right field, brings in a run. Andrew Wada keeps going around and around. He gives up another run. Uh, Phillies lose by one. They did tack on one in the bottom of the ninth, or in the bottom of the, I think it was the 10th or 11th, in the bottom of that inning. And uh, either way, they still lost by one. Flash forward to last night. They had a day off. Now they go last night. Six innings, 60-something pitches. And uh, he is coming off an injury. You pay him $25 million to pitch into another inning. And instead, you throw out Connor Brogdon, who has a seven ERA since August 1st. And sure enough, gives up one run. You, you had Jose Alvarado off a day off. I don't even know if he pitched in that game before with 
the Braves. Either way, you have Jose Alvarado, who's been your most dominant pitcher easily. Uh, dude's given up five runs since July 1st. It's There's no doubt about it. Rob Thompson's out of his mind putting Connor Brogdon in there after Zach Wheeler. I mean, that's the same righty side, uh, very similar arm angle. It's It's gross. That's just the grossest move I've ever seen. And Rob Thompson, yeah, he saved the season, but uh, he's choking right now come playoff time, come to playoff crunch time. You never know with, with guys that haven't managed. He's been a longtime bench coach for a really long time. I mean, 10-plus years. He knows – you can't debate – anyone who's in the major leagues, you're not questioning their knowledge if they're on a coaching staff, so I'm not going there. But you, when you have to manage a bullpen and you're the guy that's got to make the calls for the first time in your career – that's something that's different. And, and that's something he's going to have to figure out. And it, it's weird because, you know, I, I, you know, from my perspective, like Boone has made some interesting decisions lately too, you know, going to certain guys in certain situations or giving a guy an extra at bat uh, instead of maybe taking him out one too soon or, you know, the wrong guy, the, you know, so I feel the same way. And, you know, it almost, it, I feel like it's almost across baseball where it's not traditional bullpen usage it's like there it's like these weird matchup based uh you know if this guy does this well against this particular pitch sequence then we're going to put this guy in and it's not based off of arm slot anymore or anything like that it's based off pitch type and numbers against pitches and it's so analytical that it's almost you know we're throwing in guys based off numbers and not gut feel and maybe that's one of the reasons why Brogdon was in there instead of a guy that had, you know, five earned since July 5th, because it's like, oh, well, the, uh, this particular team at this well against this pitch and blah, blah, blah. And it's just so convoluted now. Uh, and I feel the same way about my team. And, and, you know, a lot of other teams are managed that way too. No, Brogdon has a seven ERA since August 1st. Oh, Brogdon has a seven ERA? Yeah, no, he has oh. a seven ERA since August 1st. Oh, and you're bringing him in yeah, it's Alvarado's only allowed five runs since July or whatever. Yes, yeah, so that's not even dominant. Yeah, no, that's not even. Yeah, I didn't even hear that part. No, that's not excusable. As for the Acuna thing, at, you know, I, I was thinking Acuna's not the same guy. His OPS is, I think, thirty-five points under eight hundred at this point. It's, it's not normal Acuna. That could be for a lot of different reasons. I don't think he's not who he used to be. That this is kind of, I think, at least this year's an aberration, and the ceiling is still where it was in, in previous seasons. But as of right now, he is not who he was in previous years. But then when you say, oh, Orlando RC is on deck, you walk Acuna. Like, I, I get that he's sitting eighth. I get that it's not the same guy. But you definitely would rather face Arcia. So that, you know, I agree with you now. I mean, I would say if it's a normal eight-hitter situation, you're probably facing the normal eight-hitter, but it's Acuna. Yeah, no. Uh, let me pitch you the situation of the inning before. Uh, they're facing Bryce Harper, who has not been the same since uh, since he got injured, uh, since he came back from injury. Yeah. Uh, he's been hitting 200-something. Uh, either way, they're facing him, and they walk him because he's Bryce frickin' Harper. And they go on to face Alec Bohm, who's been hitting unbelievably well. He's 285 this season, hitting much better than Harper right now. Uh, and they get the out either way, but they walk Bryce Harper because he is, even if he is struggling, you go out and walk him because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, no, well, it's the question. It's, 
what do you believe in as if you're if you're managing a bullpen do you believe in hot and cold or do you believe in overall talent and that that's a conflicting debate throughout the whole season and perfect example of Bryce Harper yes he's coming off injury and but at the same time it is Bryce Harper who had the MVP last season and if you leave a pitch over the zone he's going to hit it out and you know it doesn't matter you're still not taking that risk because overall he's still that guy you don't care what he's been over the last three weeks coming off a major injury you know deep inside the real Bryce Harper's brewing and waiting to come out somewhere that that but it's the whole age-old debate what do you believe in hot cold and right there Acuna well okay technically he's cold but it's Ronald Acuna and it and it didn't pay off yeah no it's uh it's scary being a Philly fan right now. Being a Phillies fan, everything else is looking good. Eagles, Sixers, they're all looking fine. But uh, 3-0, baby. 3-0, go Birds. Yeah, and I'm on here. I'm on Strictly Sports last week saying Giants 3-0. They go fucking lose <laughs> Cooper Rush. Unreal. <laughs> I tell you what, I love the uh, Dallas Cowboys now debating whether Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott should be the starting quarterback when he comes back. Hey, Richard Sherman said it perfectly. Uh, one's making a lot of money. Yeah. It's not a debate. I mean, you can't get rid of Dak and his contract at this point. Uh, yeah. But, oh, man. So, yeah, baseball, uh, you know, Philly's drama right there. They're, they're, they're teetering. They're hanging on. Uh, we went over their schedule. It, it, it looks pretty decent. They have one difficult matchup. The others are pretty decent. But the Brewers have a much more beneficial schedule. And, uh, you know, we were, we were going to check – how they were doing in this Brewer series. And this, this was the big series of them all. So I'm going to check last night's score. They lost. Yeah. So they, that's right. Because the Phillies in game. So, but, but, but the St. Louis Cardinals clinched the central last night. I don't know if they're, I don't even know if they're playing for anything. Yeah. Cause they can't, they can't get a higher seating because they're going to nope. be a third best division. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's not like the Cardinals are going to stop playing because, like, uh, that's the thing I've thought about with the teams that are going to get the bye in the playoff. We've never had buys in the playoffs. We've even had in the past the teams that have to wait uh, past the wild card round or whatever, they even get kind of anxious because they're like, hey, we've been off for, like, four days. That's a long time. Now there's going to be three-day wild card series, and you're going to have teams waiting five, six days. Is that even an advantage? Uh, that's going to be interesting to see play out. But uh, uh, also tonight, Tyler Glasnow making his return to the Tampa Bay Rays. And he's going to be on a 45 pitch limit. Pretty expected. Everyone that comes back, they're pretty much on that same limit. Next time you'll probably expect it to be 65 to 70. The time after that, he'll be probably back up to 90. And then by playoff time, you might have full strength Tyler Glasnow, which if you put him up with Shane McClanahan, and then uh, Jeffrey Springs, and if they want their fourth starter to be Yanni Torinos or Corey Kluber or Ryan Yarborough, whoever it may be, uh, it's a good rotation, and, and the Rays have their pitching back. The bullpen is strong, and I know I said on a few pods ago, this is the weakest Rays team. I did not think Glasnow was going to come back, and if he could be who he is and they can run three starters, they're the identical Rays team they were from last season, uh, except I think a little bit better. Uh, although Brandon Lau's out for the season, which he was a non-factor all year, but Rays, you can't sleep on them. They can pitch. Yeah, no, I mean, getting Glass now back's huge. Uh, I think the four starters clearly going to be 
Corey Kluber. I don't think he can choose a Yanni Chirinos. Ryan Yarbrough just got injured. He's on the IL. Uh, I don't think he could yeah. choose a Chirinos over. Yeah, no, he's been over Kluber. Who's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's got to be Kluber in that four spot. But yeah, no, that definitely will improve their team. Uh, my opponent in the championship matchup did end up picking Glass on. I'm hoping. I was hoping he would pitch him today. Right now, he's still on the IL. Uh, but and excuse me, excuse me. I forgot about uh, forget Kluber and uh, uh, Torinos. Drew Rasmussen, ten and seven with a two point eight five. I forgot about I forgot about Rasmussen as well. Yeah. How about that? All That's right, yeah, strong, man. I don't know. Wait, what? Kluber? He's like three six, I think, at least. Is he? I mean, Kluber. Kluber's four three six. Ah, uh, yep. There you go. Glad I didn't pick him up last night either. He only got six and a half. Yeah. Although Kyle Miller was one out away from qualifying for the win. I was so upset. <laughs> I'm going to end up picking up Corey. Wait, wait, wait. How much did Luis Garcia end up getting? You got to tell the story for the pod. All right. So Luis Garcia was moved to the bullpen uh, last weekend so on the semifinal weekend. Uh, they thought he was going to pitch on Sunday. Ended up not pitching Sunday. Uh, either way, they had an off day Monday. And I was like, all right, so if he's going to pitch in the bullpen, they probably – they only moved him there because they want to see him out the bullpen first. So if he pitches on a Tuesday or Wednesday, he's not going to come back and start on their opening series of a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I drop him uh, because I can't have a guy in the bullpen right now as taking up a roster spot. I drop him Monday night, and uh, I – Tuesday morning, I get up and still nothing on him. And then uh, Tuesday afternoon, I see he's filling in for Lance McCullers, who's sick against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I feel absolutely, I feel as sick as Lance McCullers did, straight to my stomach. He gets 25 beans on him. And uh, I'm, I'm sweating now, uh, having to throw Kyle Moeller against the, I don't even know who he played. Who did the Braves just, well, against the Nationals. He gave up like three runs too. Uh, but of course, it was the Braves, so they did come back. But um, kind of like 10 points. I would have much rather had Luis Garcia with 25. Uh, would have felt very good. So what's the score? I mean, you're in your championship. I'm in the championship. He's thrown two more pitchers. He's thrown five pitchers versus my three. So he's up 94 to 58. Mm. He's got the house. He's got a house going today. He's got four going today. He's got Gallon against Houston, which I'm glad it's against Houston. Uh. Lazardo against the Mets. That's another good matchup. Yep. Uh, George, if George Kirby puts up 20 on me, I'll be so upset because I had him for so long in the beginning. Uh, George Kirby against Texas and then Matt Manning against Kansas City. <laughs> Matt Manning's risky. I know, what are you doing his last yeah, – against Baltimore, he put up four and a half. And then against Kansas City – he played Kansas City back-to-back on September 4th and September 10th. He put up 22 on September 10th and 6 on September 4th. So you never know, but at least Kansas City's already seen him a few times. That's what I was going to say. They've seen him a few times. Yeah, you know, that's good. Kind of like the, uh, you know, the Dalton Penn special. Yeah. No, <laughs> Dalton Penn's Ethan Smith. <laughs> you think I could throw out Alejandro Cristo with uh, Matias on the mound? Yeah. I think so, too. With, with, with the a three-step lead. Three-step lead on Alejandro. I, I think it's just more that I have never taught and that even then, like, you have to have some sort of speed if you're in the MLB. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, you unless, know. unless you're, like, super fat and, like, just straight power. Uh, I saw – I mean, I was playing in this 
uh, Sunday league last weekend, and my buddy was like 40. He uh, he was stealing bases. And I was like, dude, you look nimble. <laughs> you look nimble right now. He was getting in there, no slide. I was telling him, stand up. Uh, yeah, I, I I think Mikasia could throw him out. Oh, definitely. Mikasia had the best arm on the team. Yeah. Well, I mean, Wade Kelly, you think? Wait, behind the plate? Yeah. I'm sure Wade could throw out Alejandro. If I'm saying I could throw out Alejandro Kirk, I'm sure Wade could throw out Alejandro, who actually has catching experience. Yes. Yes. No, no, yeah. no I think he could too. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, yeah. So we'll move on to the uh, the National League and move on to the uh, NL West. Uh, the Dodgers are, are, are maintaining what they're doing. They are not slowing down. They are not sitting anybody. The next time that I hear the Yankees have a scheduled off day next season in June or May or July or, or, or any month or any day where they say we have a scheduled day off for one of our star players, I'm, I'm done with that stuff. The Dodgers, they could sit everybody for the rest. They could call up their AAA squad and lose every game, and they will most likely get the number ones. I think they've already clinched the number one seed in the National League. And Mookie Betts is still in the lineup. And, and, and Trey Turner, they could get injured, whatever, but they play every day. I, that's the one thing about the Dodgers and the Braves, too. The Braves have to do it, and they had to do it last year, too. So they're more so forced. The Dodgers are not. I respect the crap out of teams that play their players every day in this day of age. Yeah, no, I mean, no doubt. Dodgers are 106 wins right now. They have clinched the first seed. Uh, I'd be interested to see, like, is because like their franchise record is close. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's possible. Yeah, I mean, still though, too. I mean, you got like five bench players. So what are you going to do? Sit all five for the rest of the season when you got this much left? I guess that impacts it too. But um, it's just crazy. Like they're you know they're they're not even getting little days off. It's crazy. You know you got Fre- now at the same time Freddie Freeman's probably still trying to chase a batting title uh, with his batting average. Um, so you could have that, you know, he's still trying to get to hundred RBIs. He's at like 95 or 96. So you could have stat chasing stuff maybe, but it, it'll be interesting. I, I wonder if they start doing innings limits for some of their pitchers. Do you get them out of their routines? But, uh, that, that shifts into the subject I alluded to before, which was, do you think the buys for some of these first round playoff teams are going to hurt these teams? Because yeah, I've, I've heard, uh, I think there was an MLB Network segment on it. It was Harold Reynolds and someone else talking about it. And they were like, you know, if you're out of your routine, you're used to the everyday grind, and then you're taken out of it, and then you're thrown into the playoffs. That's a, that's a big thing. So do you think it will still be an advantage, that rest? Uh, it should be. But uh... – I don't know. You know. I was thinking because the Phillies are playing the uh, Astros to end the season. I'm like, oh my God, the Astros are throwing the house. They're throwing Javier uh, McCullers and Verlander in that series, the last series of the season. I'm like, I mean, technically they're not really playing for anything. They still have to win one more game to, I believe, clinch the top seed. But uh, you're not really playing for anything at that point. Why would you keep pitching, especially a guy like Justin Verlander, uh, who's old, uh, but I guess it is that like, hey, I have like a, almost a week off uh, in between these games where I want to keep getting these reps, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it shouldn't, you'd think. But even then, it, 
even though I have zero, I'm wasting zero energy in it. Uh, I hate the buys in fantasy baseball <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I feel like I'm out of sync. I feel like I'm like, oh man, I'm not picking up any players right now. I feel like I'm kind of losing it. I was the number, I, two years ago, I was the number one seed and lost right away after uh, the buy. Uh, last year, I had to play the buy, got all the way to championship and won. This year, I had to play uh, in that bye week and um, in the championship right now. So, I mean, either way, when I've gotten to the buy, you know, you have felt a little bit. I guess you could be a little out of sync. That, could, that would be an interesting, interesting theory, though. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, take a team like your team. If, if they keep advancing, let's say they take a three-game series all the way through in the wild card series and it takes them three, they're probably going to have to turn around next day, maybe a day off, and then do the, the NLDS. So that, that they're going to have to go regular season, wild card, NLDS, boom, boom, boom. And if they're playing the number one seed, which if the Phillies are the last seed, they would be. Uh, so that would be uh, the Dodgers. Right or would you be playing the Dodgers if you're the sixth seed? Or no, I got it. No, we're playing. Yeah, no, we're playing uh, the Cardinals. That's yeah. That's why you wanted it. That's right. Yeah, we're playing the Cardinals, and uh, the one and two seeds have a bye, right? I don't think. And then and and then the four and five play each other again. The one and two seeds both have that bye. And then the four and five play each other, which would be the Braves and Padres. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you're right. And uh, yeah, no, I was thinking, I was thinking a different thing. No, you're right because it would be six three and four five. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, that's how it would work. But I mean, still, I mean, you're still playing. I mean, boom, 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 while the other teams just, you know, maybe even the teams that are waiting for the wild card series, you know, they're still chilling around. So uh, it's going to be an interesting thing. Um, other than that. Uh, I'm in the championship in my dummy league. Uh, I don't take much pride in anything other than the fact that I started one and seven and I'm going to end 14 and eight because I'm up a hundred. There's no way it's going downhill from here, but the league I paid for that I'm going to lose money in, I'm out. Uh, even I lost the fifth place game because of Jacob deGrom. I mean, Jacob deGrom couldn't even come through. So I, I, was, that again. Upset. I was upset. I need that again for sure. Uh, I'm facing DeGrom in my championship, which uh, does have a thousand bucks on the line. I already got my money back uh, just by making the championship. So I got usually get my hundred. I guess it's only 900 bucks on the line. Uh, but it's, uh, I need Jacob DeGrom to stink again. When does he go next? Saturday against the Braves? That'd be nice. Uh, but I will say, we, just to touch on that other point you just had, if the Dodgers will get anyone out of sync. They have gotten Andrew Heaney out of sync. He's going to start tomorrow behind an opener, uh, which is a day earlier uh, than he was projected to start. And then he's actually going to be behind an opener, uh, probably because he's going to be their fifth starter. Uh, he probably will not be in that rotation. It's going to be Kershaw, Urias, Gonsolin, and Anderson. Wow. If they need it. So, yeah. Uh, so it'll probably be Heaney in the bullpen along with Dustin May. And May's injured too, so hopefully he gets healthy. Uh, is he is he fully injured? Yeah, he's on the IL. Oh wow! How big of an injury? What was that? How big of an injury is it? I think it. I think it's another. He's probably done. Oh no! I, this report Tuesday at seven fifty nine p.m. May felt good playing catch Tuesday, and is oh. completely confident he'll be available for the NLDS. I'll stop talking. 
That's for sure relief duty, though. It's not like he's going to come back and be a starter. True. And uh, in terms of Yankee world, in terms of, you know, I'll go a little deeper into them for a second. DJ LeMayu is either going to be activated tonight being Wednesday or for the Friday game. Weird thing is he might not even start. They got Donaldson at third base who he stinks. I mean, he's got barely over a 700 OPS, but his DRS is tops in the league at third base. It just is. I don't know how it got there. Now, at the same time, LeMayu's was only, I think, one or two less in DRS. So if LeMayu comes back and can hit and the defense is only a smidge off at third, maybe LeMayu gets to start at third base in the playoffs. But some tendency he has to do is he plays through injuries, tries to say he's fine, and then can't really produce. And, you know, that that's that's where it gets a little murky for him. So uh, Glaber's going to start at second base. I know I was harping on him bad at the start of September, but he's been hitting 471 for the last three weeks or something like that, and, and he's on fire. So overall, his season's going to end up being decent. He's at like a 764 OPS, which is not amazing, but it's good, especially for second base this season. Second basemen for this particular season have been bad. So if you stack up his 2022 year, he's like the sixth best second baseman. If you do like a track record thing, like in my top 10 second base, I have him at like number 10 right now because certain guys with off years, I'd still place above Glaber Torres because I think they'll come back and be better next year. But anyway, you got Glaber at second. Rizzo, he's I mean, if you told me in the beginning of the year he had 32 home runs, I'd be I'd be stunned. And it looks like he's probably going to end up hitting like 35, maybe even 36. My my main concern is going to be Stanton. He's been terrible since he got back. Uh, he can't hit fastballs. Um, it's to that point. So he's going to have to get back. The one guy that I think they need is Ben Intendi, and he's the furthest away. They think they can get Matt Carpenter back, uh, which he would be nice as a pinch hitter off the bench because he's not going to start unless they have balls and they say, Hey, Stanton, you're not hitting, you know, go to the bench. But then that discussion comes in where it's like, are you really going to sit John Carlos Stanton in the playoffs? And I don't think so. No, I agree. I, uh, you're not sitting Stanton in the playoffs, but that is an interesting uh, piece to have off the bench. If you get Matt Carpenter back, I know the fans would love that too. I feel like the fans were really rallying around him. Uh, no, uh, you guys have 95 wins. That's only seven off of the Astros, who are number one in uh, the AL. So it's not – I mean, you guys, like, had some, like, scary points, but, like, it's not like your season was bad. 95 no. wins. No, it's just a post-All-Star break through mid-September. It was just – they couldn't hit. They couldn't pit. Nothing – nothing was – all the injuries. It just was – nothing was working, and it was just frustrating to watch. But one other thing, Judge, since his 60th home run – 550 OBP. Wow. Yeah, no, he's taken, and and these, you know, some of them are pitch around walks, but last night he had four walks. I think all of them were on full counts. And so he's just, he's taking pitches just off the plate. He's not chasing. Uh, He's had an incredible season. Interesting. I mean, I saw a funny little meme that was um, Roger Maris Jr. or whatever his name is, the uh, son. Yeah, uh, going, going, driving to uh, to see Aaron Judge's game uh, for like the ninth time, seeing his uh, dad's record be tied. Uh, but it was like Mister Incredible, like in his small car, 
<laughs> such a funny uh, little meme. But uh, yeah, I mean the only the only races going on right now are NL East and the Wild Cards. Yeah, no, I know it, it's a weird September. I don't think it's what baseball wanted. They probably wanted a lot more drama. They're probably rooting for your Phillies to go on a three-game losing streak and for you guys to be tied in the final three days. That would be dream. But other than that, it's really just who gets first, second, third, a wild card, you know, and again, like you said, that race. So it, it's it's a bit of a lame duck September. Like usually you're, you're talking about, especially because we thought this year with the extra playoff team, added that there would be even more contention and there's not so that that's an interesting thing to me as well that you don't have two three teams in each league that are creeping up they're they're just well under 500 like the rest of the al central 500 or under the other than the mariners in the al west they stank that you know so it's it's with the orioles dropped off their 500 so it's weird yeah but i mean they are getting it with the braves mess they're coming up playing in a series uh, the Mets are going to have highlighted by DeGrom and Scherzer. Scherzer on Sunday night baseball. They're going to get all that. They're tied right now uh, atop the NL East. Um, so, I mean, they're definitely going to have that drama. And then yeah. it's going to be, I mean, Phillies, they might, they might showcase like a Phillies game uh, against the Astros. That will be fun. I, interleague yeah. stuff. And they could showcase. I mean, it's the number one seed in the AL and then a team playing to get in. Uh, they could showcase that as the last it's year. The, it's the new normal. You're gonna we're start playing the Astros every year. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'll be interesting. You know, first week of the season, Yanks Phils. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Yankee Stadium. That? How about that? Yeah, it'll be. Trey Turner will make his first start of the Phillies. All right, so uh, that'll do it for this edition of Strictly Baseball. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, dude, that would be sick. That would be sick if Trey Turner went to the Phils, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully Oswald Peraz is in a shortstop for the Yankees. It's oh, ridiculous. Man. IKF made another fucking error the other night. <laughs> IKF. IKF. Hey, what about Team USA? I haven't seen any signings recently. We're still no pitching. None. <laughs> up with that it's ridiculous i mean maybe uh, only thing i think of is with the pitchers they're just like uh well you know we want to see if we're healthy and feel good and they're all more prima donna about it maybe do you know where james karinchak's from no you think he's american i would have guessed that initially i'm assuming he's not now i have i have no idea if he's american or not Oh, I mean, I, I would definitely, if I was, if I was uh, Team USA, I'd go out and get him. He's a stud. For sure. He's, I would definitely he's lit. Yeah. But that's a good, that's a good, like a reliever that you can go get. That's not like a Craig Kimbrell. He just walked in, uh, he had a walk-off walk last night against him. Kimbrell did? Yeah. He, if they were on the road, he let in the winning run. And if they were at home, he let in the walk for walk-off. That's funny. Or vice versa. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so baseball, it's coming to a close. Uh, I'm going to be looking forward to more playoff time when we get closer to that. Uh, Steve was going to hop on with us today, but uh, with the hurricane going on, he's uh, he's dealing with that. So uh, best wishes to Steve, but he'll be on with us definitely for the playoff pod or maybe next week. Um, so we'll see about that. And then uh, we, we did strictly hockey this week. 
that's uploaded on the channel right now where CJ, Adam, and I went through all the NHL teams for this season, um, including a, a mostly about our teams, the Lightning, Panthers, and Rangers. Um, and then we, we kind of did a brief overview of the rest of the league. And then Backyard Bets also going to go up this week doing the bets and the predictions for this week in college football and the NFL. Um, don't even know how badly I did last week, so we got to check up on that. And yeah, thank you, Rory, for coming on. You can follow him on Twitter. Links in the description below. You can follow us on Twitter at Strictly Sports P and on Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions. You can listen to this podcast on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And for this edition of Strictly Baseball, I'm Jacob Brown for Rory Tedimer, and we'll see you next time.